You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All week we are live at Radio Row in Phoenix leading up to the Super Bowl. Our sponsor for these Phoenix shows, Dreamlongs. Thank you to them. They also provide our text line, 757-687-9494. So feel free to chime in. Uh, We are, I'll put it this way. Uh, We talk, when we do some of these remote shows, we talk about the intensity rising when we're at like in an ODU arena or uh, an ODU football game day, right? As the hours tick towards game time, you can just feel it, right? It's something in your bones goes, hey, guess what? It's real now. Well, with the Super Bowl, with it being the biggest sporting event in North America, the biggest sporting event in our country, it starts about Thursday. Starts about Thursday. You can feel it. There are, are more players. There's more vibes. There's more atmosphere. Everything is just cranking up a notch here in Phoenix. Walking around, it's 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 a higher intensity level. And and of course, right here on Radio Row, it is a higher intensity level. Although, and and we've been commenting on this all, uh, we've been commenting on this all week. All at least since Monday night, okay? Maybe not all week, but at least since Monday night. We've been commenting on the fact that the Chiefs seem loosey-goosey and the, the, the Eagles are more businesslike. Well, it's being co-signed again. Jeff Kerr from CBS tweeted out, uh, the Chiefs are about as loose of a bunch as a team can be heading into this game. You can tell that they've been to a few of these. Not uptight, just enjoying the moment. Matt Verderam totally agree they've been extremely relaxed and and so turning away from the eagles being the the more business-like and towards the chiefs being loosey-goosey and you can even feel like with their fans when we oh, interview yeah. someone they say they're a chiefs fan they're ready to joke you interview someone say they're an eagles fan they're ready to to like fight you it's 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 you, you see it does do you think if the the Chiefs recognize that someone other than Travis Kelsey is going to have to catch passes. They might crank up the the business like a little bit. Are the Chiefs wide receivers ready to step up into that role? Somebody has to catch passes for Kansas City that don't go to Travis Kelsey. The only wide receiver that was on the last Super Bowl team for the Chiefs was Mecole Hardman, and he's on IR. He's missing the game. That leaves the bulk of the work to Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, and Kadarius Toney if they're healthy and they have their own things they're working through. So the heavy lifting is going to be done by those three guys, which those three guys could also be mentioned as uh, the guy the Steelers didn't want, the guy the Packers didn't want, and the guy the Giants didn't even give a chance to want. That's who the Chiefs are depending on at wide receiver. Travis Kelsey, the one pass-catching option that is experienced, trustworthy, and everything else for the Chiefs, talked about their offense trusting the next guy up. In any good team sport, you know, the reps, the, uh, the opportunity to get the reps and to be able to, you know, dial in exactly how we want to attack somebody in a certain situation. Understand all those those certain situations throughout the game and all the important situations. Um, and then on top of that, just having the, the ability to, you know, trust that guy and uh, making anything happen. And, and, and we all know Patrick Mahomes is the king of making anything happen. So you're, you're putting it all on Mahomes. 
Mahomes is the king at making things happen. I agree. Mahomes is great. I've probably gone overboard with how great I believe, like how much I've communicated how great Patrick Mahomes is. Travis Kelsey is great, but there's almost always in in these Super Bowls someone else that has to make a play, right? Even if, uh, right? Even if I'm trying to think of the best example here. Even if Gronk has a big game, Julian Edelman still has to make the catch with the ball one hair off of the the, the turf against the Falcons to complete the comeback. The best example might be David Tyree, right? Plexco Burris can have a day. Sure, go ahead. David Tyree had to make a play. Someone for that Kansas City offense, other than Kelsey, is going to have to make a play. Now, it could be Pacheco in the running game, Jarek McKinnon in the running game. It could be, but I don't necessarily trust that run game against the Eagles' front seven. And by the way, if the game is on the line and the Eagles are turning to their running game, I'm going to be furious because if the game is on the line, all right, little bit of technical difficulties, little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, we're going to go ahead and work on the connection. We're going to do everything we possibly can. Uh, I don't believe this has anything to do with us here, meaning the connection from Phoenix to Virginia Beach. So we're going to do our best just to get everything together. Uh, but in the meantime, coming up next, we're going to play a conversation we had earlier with Trey Wingo. Trey Wingo, actually a long time on, 94.1, is part of Golik and Wingo. Uh, he's now down here promoting what, he's, what he has going on with Caesars sports book uh but also podcasts and that thing uh that type of thing uh and then also we have to get a pick we have to talk about the game we have to get trey wingo's insight into the super bowl and much much more that's coming up next right here on the tim donnelly show from radio row in phoenix this is the tim donnelly show on priority auto sports radio 94.1 Live from Radio Row inside the Phoenix Convention Center in the heart of Super Bowl country, it's the Tim Donnelly Show, presented by Dream Lawns on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show, live from Radio Row, jumping into the broadcast booth brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and More, and the guest chair also brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and More, Trey Wingo. He's out here doing a ton of content with Caesars Sportsbook here in Phoenix. He's also the host of More Than Football, a Trey Wingo podcast. Trey, thanks for taking the time. You're right. Who are we sponsored by? Pitbull Tobacco and More, the guest uh, chair. Yeah, absolutely. I feel very guesty <laughs> in this. Thank you very much. Uh, first question about the, about the podcast. Is it a yeah. Trey Wingo podcast? Is that like a, a Quentin Tarantino film? Is that what you were going Sure. Through? They're very similar. Uh, <laughs> they usually have uh, Christoph Waltz and uh, Leo DiCaprio in them. No, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, there's a bunch of them. Like, you know, I do some stuff for Pro Football Network, mm-hmm. the More Than Football podcast. I do my Half Forgotten History podcast. But most importantly, I'm here with Caesar Sportsbook uh, to talk about the game and everything that's going on. So we got a lot going on. There, there is a lot going on. Uh, and, and speaking of a lot going on, there's also, a, I know you're a golf guy, there's a golf tournament yeah. in, in the area. By the way, the most appropriately named PGA Tour event ever, the Waste Management <laughs> Open, because everyone that goes there and sits at the 16th hole is completely wasted, and they have a massive issue managing it. Well, let, me, let me throw a, a would-you-rather at you. Would you rather be in contention, PGA Tour event, 16th hole, or field goal, we'll, we'll call it a chip shot in the Super Bowl? Well, uh, I, I think I'd rather take the chippy field goal because at least I know they won't throw beer at me. Like, I, who knows Phil, what the hell is it? Philly is in it this year. You don't know what's coming out, out of this Yeah, stage. yeah, but we're not in Philly. So, the, <laughs> luckily, we can restrain those animals. So, we're in good shape. 
Trey Wingo joining us here in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair. Uh, you mentioned Pro Football Network, some of the stuff you have going on there. Uh, I, I have to admit, the, the mock draft tool, Yeah, I've spent some, some hours there. Yeah, it's a good tool. They do a good job with it. They I, really I, do. I work out to 27 first-round picks in future <laughs> drafts, and I didn't draft anyone in this year's. Uh, but, but if you're the Bears, top of the draft, there, there's a lot of rumors mo- movement yeah. going on. Well, what are you doing with it? I'm, I'm trading the pick and riding with Justin Fields. I mean, like, look. The Bears' quarterback legacy goes Sid Luckman, (laughs) Bobby Douglas for a year, Jim McMahon for two, and nothing. (laughs) You have a dude. Now, are there things that he needs to improve? Yes, but there are things that Jalen Hurts need to improve, Mm -hmm. and look what happened. He worked hard and improved him, and oh, by the way, they got him weapons. You have the number one pick. It is a thirst trap for quarterbacks so often in the draft. Trade down, get as many picks as you can, and then start building around Justin Fields. Like, why would you want – unless you're the Jets who do this every three years just because that's who they are, <laughs> I don't understand why you would want to do that. It's the magic beans element of a draft pick. Yeah. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something special. Go with what you know as opposed to what you think. Uh, okay, well, well, obviously you're here with, with Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, everyone wants to know all the, the prop bets and everything. Yeah. You, you brought up Jalen Hurts. Uh, the rushing prop is, is one of the more talked about. What, what about him – uh, made it possible for that jump you made, right? From from draft day to today, we're yeah. just a couple years later, and now he's in the Super Bowl leading a team. Well, first of all, his DNA is a big part of it. Let's just be honest about that. I mean, this is a kid who won a national championship at Oklahoma, got I mean at Alabama, got benched for Tua Tonga-Vailoa, then leaves and becomes a completely different quarterback at Oklahoma, and then as a second-round draft pick, and people are like, why are you drafting him when you had Carson Wentz? <laughs> now you know! Uh, and I think this kid just understands what it takes to be a winner. And then you add A.J. Brown, which to me was the move of the offseason, uh, and suddenly you have a dynamic quarterback who can do a lot of different things. All that being said, you mentioned the rushing prop bet. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious about that because if we're honest with ourselves, he hasn't been right since he hurt that shoulder. He, hasn't had, he didn't have to do much in the, in the Week 18 finale to secure the number one seed, the NFC East, and the bye. He didn't have to do anything against the, uh, didn't have to do anything against the Giants. Didn't have to do anything against the 49ers because the Niners just gave the Eagles that game. I think that Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury is much more significant than the Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury. And, and it affects more, more of the props and more of the game, right? You brought Correct. up A.J. Brown. He hasn't gone off the way we expect A.J. Brown to. He's been effective in some respects blocking and things like that yeah but but are you are you does that mean you're you're leaning under on on the Jalen Hurts and the A.J. Brown props out there I I would because if I'm Steve Spagnuolo the defense coordinator for the Chiefs I'm going to sell out to stop the run until you show me you can beat me with your arm I mean you go back and look at the NFC championship game he had 11 completions for 123 yards now granted they didn't need it because the Niners imploded, and you know they were trying to win without the use they, of a forward pass. Yeah, they ran you out know, of quarterbacks. They, they ran out of all their quarterbacks. <laughs> but like even the throws Jalen had to make, they didn't look right. He was sailing some stuff, and also the other part of that is with that shoulder. You know, he's such a powerful runner. He was sliding and running out of bounds. There's a reason for that, and I really believe the shoulder injury to him is way more significant on this game than Patrick Mahomes' ankle, who threw for 326 yards, two touchdowns, and ran for the first down he needed on one freaking leg. <laughs> Trey Wingo joining us on the Tim Donnelly Show live from Radio Row, sitting in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair. I love this guest chair, by the way. Say it one more time. Who's it brought by? Pitbull Tobacco. Yeah, Pitbull. hell yeah. Let's go, baby. <laughs> uh, you, you bring up Mahomes, and, and, and we're talking with Caesars. Uh, there's – Kind of a first, right? He's an underdog in the postseason for the first time. Are, are we crazy for doubting Patrick Mahomes? Um, you're not crazy. Yes. 
you're, but you're not crazy for potentially doubting the Chiefs because okay. the Chiefs, you know, I mean, they their entire season was defined like this. I'm just going to play with my food because we know how good we are and we're going to get to where we want to be. I mean, you, you, you look at Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. Why is Jalen Hurts better? Because they got A.J. Brown. Why is Tua Tonga-Vailoa better? Because they got Tyreek Hill. Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill, <laughs> throws for the most passing yards, the most touchdown passes, has the number one offense and the number one scoring offense, and set the single-season record for most combined yards in a single season. He basically says, I'm good. I was AFC Championship Day years old when I learned there was a receiver for the Chiefs named Marcus Kemp. How did I know that? Because Patrick Mahomes hit him in the fourth quarter for a first down conversion. This person did not exist in my world until he thought he caught a pass from Patrick Mahomes to help the chains move. This is a, a scrappy underdog story going into the Super Bowl, right? That's crazy, right? That is, it's true, but it's also absolutely insane. Uh, you can doubt Patrick Mahomes at your own peril. I mean, the dude is... He's going to be one of the all-time greats, if not the all-time greatest, when it's all said and done. And while we have you here, before we get to we give everyone in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair. Say it again for the people in the back. Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair. We give everyone the opportunity that sits there to, to, to make a pick. Before we get to that, uh, we're in Phoenix, and, and Kevin Durant's probably, I don't know, house shopping, looking, looking in the area. Where is he going to stay? Can we just say this real quickly? When do we blame Kevin Durant for this, right? He said, I want this guy, James Harden. Get him. He said, I want Kyrie. Get him. He said, listen, I'll sign with you, but I won't play for a while because I'm recovering. No problem. The whole thing imploded. Kevin Durant is arguably the best player in the NBA. I understand that. But at what point do we say, this is all on you, bro? There's a rule. If you're tall enough and you shoot well enough, we don't blame you. Well, guess what? I'm blaming him. (laughs) He set this whole thing up in New Jersey or Brooklyn. It's a freaking disaster. And now he's got to prove that he can win without the Golden State Warriors. Trey, we, we, we appreciate your time. Before we let you out of I'm, I'm leery. In the Pitbull chair, let's go. Pitbull tobacco in my Arf! guest chair. Before we let you go, uh, do you have a pick for this weekend when it comes to, to which team's going to win? Well, I started the season picking the Chiefs to win, so I would be insane to jump ship now. Nothing would surprise me in this game. Like, I think that the Eagles are a better team top to bottom, but I'll, I'll close it with a quick story. Last time they were in the Super Bowl, 54, not 55. Uh, I talked to a, a, a team official for the Niners after we had him on our show, and he said, Trey, I believe in my heart we're the better team. Top to bottom, we are a better team, 1 through 53. But that guy scares me to death, and that guy was Patrick Mahomes. 21 points in the fourth quarter later, it's 31 to 20, and George Kittle's on the sideline saying, what happened, man? <laughs> and I do believe when push comes to shove, the Chiefs realize their legacy would not be complete with one Super Bowl in three attempts in five years. They know they need to seal the deal to define themselves as the team of this era, and I think they get it done on Sunday. Trey, we appreciate you for joining us. Where am I sitting? The Pitbull Tobacco and more guests. Bam! <laughs> we'll be back with more of the Tim Donnelly Show coming up next. Coming up right now, actually, we are live here from Radio Row in Phoenix. I'm Tim Donnelly, and uh, Big Game Bets, it's time for it. Inland Reef Bar and Grill, and the reason why we're jumping right into Big Game Bets is because we can we can parse through some of what we just learned and some of what Trey Wingo just explained to us, which is the Jalen Hurts shoulder injury scares him a bit, and that leans him towards the under on both rushing yards for Jalen Hurts and receiving yards for A.J. Brown. Now, I don't necessarily this – is, this is me personally now. This is where we, we differ from, from uh, Mr. Wingo, who is in the Pitbull Tobacco and more guest chair. Uh, 
I, I also, when I place my, my, my bets, especially for something like the Super Bowl, something as big as, as the Super Bowl, I, uh, <laughs> I get a little leery of feeling dumb after the game, right? If you bet against A.J. Brown, and, and we were out at, uh, at opening night on Monday where you could kind of mingle amongst all the players, and you just walk by A.J. Brown. Like, he could stand next to Devontae Smith, who is one of the best receivers in the world also. And A.J. Brown just looks like he's two of Devontae Smith. He's massive, and he's cut, and he looks like, you know, when you build a created player on Madden and then you mix that with, like, a, a Under Armour mannequin from Dick's Sporting Goods, you get A.J. Brown. So I would feel really dumb if I bet the under on A.J. Brown receiving yards and then go, well, actually, he looks like a specimen that's designed to catch, catch passes. So I'm, I, I'm not going to go against Wingo and bet the over, but I'm not going to go with him either and, and bet the under. And instead what I'm going to do is go over in rushing yards for Miles Sanders. And, and I, I put it in that respect uh, simply because, uh, by the way, it said it's 60.5, because if Jalen Hurts doesn't want to take contact due to the shoulder, they're having him run out of bounds, they're having him slide, they're, they're not using him as much. And A.J. Brown, thus, because the shoulder isn't working, isn't getting it done through the air, the Eagles' offense has to do something. And the most obvious answer for that would be Miles Sanders. Think about it like this. If you're a quarterback and you're not 100% confident in your shoulder or uh, you came into the game 100% confident in your shoulder and you hit it a few times and now it hurts and you're running an RPO game, guess what? You give it, right? You go, oh, here you go, Miles. And, and then you're not putting yourself at risk. You're giving it to Miles Sanders. So our big game bets brought to you by Inland Reef Bar and Grill for today, it's very simple. I'm taking Miles Sanders over 60.5 rushing yards. Uh, it's minus 115, so it's essentially you know, a, a traditional bet. But with that, right, you can't go broke making a profit. You might not retire the, the grandparents off of it or retire the parents off of it, but you can make money, and, and there's, there's room to grow there. And, and also, this is always an option, right? When you're looking at your, your big game bet slate, you can, you can always look to combine, right? If you liked what Wingo was saying and you understand that that logic translates into to the place I took it, right, that next step, you can put all three together. Take Hertz under on rushing, take A.J. Brown under on receiving, and then you can go ahead and throw uh, Miles Sanders over. And if the game breaks the way that, that Wingo described it breaking, there, there's a good chance that all three of those are going to hit. And then you have a parlay for a bunch more money, more than, you know, minus 115 traditional bet. So, big game bets, again, brought to you by Inland Reef Bar and Grill. We're going to take a break. When we come back, top dog or total dud right here on the Tim Donnelly Show, live from Phoenix on Radio Row. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's top dog or total dud. Man, top dog, big cheese, a head on show. That's not good enough. On the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right, top dog or total dud here on the Tim Donnelly Show. That's TD or TD on the TD Show. Uh, basically, it's a simple game we play every Thursday. And just because we are out here on the lovely radio row in Phoenix getting ready for the Super Bowl doesn't mean we don't get to our favorite Thursday game. Uh, Robbie throws everything he can at me, and I tell him whether it's top dog or total dud, you'll catch on. All right, Tim, Aaron Rodgers announced that he was going to go into four days of, of solitude. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers will not play for the Green Bay Packers next season. 
gonna go top dog. <laughs> now, barring something supernatural, <laughs> right? Barring and, and solitude, you actually—that's the nicest way to put it, right? That sounds like Batman, the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, Solitude—it's darkness. He is in a room. I, the way I imagine it, room, no windows, no doors, but I don't know how he gets in there. I guess a door that shuts <laughs> tightly, like one bed, a slot that can slip in food, and that's it. And that's that's it. He's in there for four days. No contact with the outside world, no music. Uh, that's what it was described to, to how it was described to me, at least, and how he kind of described it on the Pat McAfee show. So barring some kind of hallucination that says, like, you have to play for – the twins and he's going to go try to play baseball or something crazy um i think he's going to end up a raider it just makes too much sense at this point in time i believe the packers want to move on they don't want to force him out the door so they're going to like let him make the decision and hopefully it aligns with theirs um and then then he matches up with his his buddy Devonte adams out there in the desert not only the super bowl going on here in phoenix but right down the street in scottsdale there's a big golf tournament going on correct the 16th hole the stadium hole a, a very famous hole in golf so tim there will be a hole-in-one at the 16th hole this weekend, or this week, at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. To, to give the, the, the non-golfers a little background here, we were just talking with Trey Wingo. He joined us here on Radio Row. Uh, and, and Trey mentioned that it, the Waste Management Open is appropriate of a name because everyone at the 16th hole, and they have stands set up like it's a, like it's a football field. They have 20,000 people watching. They're all wasted. Uh, and if there's a hole-in-one, they all throw their beer onto the green. They actually have little, like, squeegee things to, to clean everything up if it happens. Um, it is a blast. It appears to be a blast. We are testing the waters of making it out there on Saturday. Uh, I don't know if we'll get good seats at the 16th. But uh, I say all of that to say this. If you're rooting against a hole-in-one, you are a party pooper. You are a Debbie Downer, and I'm not going to sign up for that. So, yes, <laughs> One, multiple, three of them are going to happen. I like it. Uh, they don't happen that often, but three of them are going to happen. Uh, that's that's the only way I, I will allow myself to think. So, top dog. <laughs> the last few years in Brooklyn is the craziest mess in sports history. <laughs> okay. That, that's the top dog or total that's dud? That's the top dog total uh, dud. I'll go total dud. Um, not to say it's not a crazy sports mess. I'm just saying there have been, there have been bigger, right? Um, there's there's uh, <laughs> some jokes about some certain teams, of a Florida Gator team that had uh, Riley Cooper. His career kind of went off. I know that wasn't that that Gators team wasn't the uh, the mess, but they went on to have some some messes. Uh, I mean, there's dysfunctional Washington football teams. There's dysfunctional Jets teams. There's I I am a Sixers fan. I, I identify publicly as a Sixers fan, uh, and I went through tanking. So there's there's bigger messes out there, uh, but yes, the Brooklyn Nets that is a as messy as they come, just just not quite number one. All right, well, kind of banking on that, the Phoenix Suns should not <laughs> be the favorite to win the NBA title. Everybody's saying they are the the proverbial favorites now that KD is on the Suns. They should not be the favorite. Uh, I think they should be the favorite. So total dud. Um, and that says more about what I believe the rest of the West is. Uh, I think talent for talent, the, 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 the Mavericks can probably match up, but, I mean, they might be the only more, like, Petri dish experiment out there where you're putting things in there and don't know what's going to explode, uh, throwing Kyrie onto that, that roster. The Warriors are always lurking, but they can't seem to get healthy. Steph out again. 
Uh, the Lakers I, they have made a lot of moves that I really like, but they need to get healthy. They need Anthony Davis to be healthy. Um, there's there's a lot that I am I am not confident about everywhere else in the the West. But with Devin Booker coming back, uh, he's seems to have picked up right right where he left off. Chris Paul's obviously you know he's not going to miss the playoffs, and then once they get there, they have a puncher's chance. So yeah, I'll, I'll give them the favorite status, but that's more by default. Now I wasn't going to ask this, but but Trey Wingo brought it up in our conversation with him. All this stuff. We should blame Kevin Durant <laughs> for everything that's gone wrong, wrong uh, in Brooklyn. Total dud. Um, you can't blame him for everything. Uh, Kyrie, I think, has the, the biggest Agreed. slice of the blame pie. Injuries have a big slice of the blame pie. Um, James Harden, the ownership. Steve Nash can't be, can't be completely exonerated in this. Uh, ben Simmons has to take a nice little slice of that blame pie. Uh, it can't. It can't all be put on Kevin Durant. Uh, matter of fact, he might. Of the names I mentioned, he might be the, the the last of that bunch, as far as who to blame for everything going, <laughs> everything going wrong in Brooklyn. It's not everything. They have nine thousand second round picks, so they got something to show for it. Speaking of Steve Nash, what a time to you know mutually get out of there. Mutually part ways. <laughs> that's that's how it's it's framed. Kevin Durant is in a better situation than Kyrie is for Kevin Durant. Ooh. I'll go. I'll go. T- top dog. That's actually a good one. Who's who's in a better place, Kyrie in Dallas, who's playing with Luca, or Kevin Durant, who goes to Phoenix, and and the main characters in that story will be Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I think it's. I, I'm. You know what? I'm going to give Chris Paul the nod on this one. I think Kevin Durant playing with Chris Paul allows for a similar situation to what Kevin Durant had in the Warriors which is, Katie, you take care of the basketball, right? You go shoot, you score, you be the best player on the court, but it'll be my team, right? Like, that's kind of the, the like, it'll be Chris Paul's team. I, if, if a youngster isn't getting after it, I'll be the one to pull him to the side. Uh, similar to when he was with the Warriors. When Katie was with the Warriors, I think he was the best player. Yes, Steph was getting after it, and Steph's an all-time great, but, you know, the, the, the MVPs in the finals went to Kevin Durant. And, but but it was still Steph's team. It was still Draymond's team. It was still Clay's team. So they were just like, you go, you go score buckets. And I feel like that is KD's like utopia. When someone just looks at him and says, I don't care if you like everyone in the locker room. I don't care if you're you're you know in the team TikToks. I don't just go score the darn basketball and play defense and be a seven footer that can move. And and that's kind of what he has set up in Phoenix. So I'm going. I'm going to him because Chris Paul can take all the the not fun stuff off his plate. It's pretty much you know, hey, just go ball. And, exactly. And we, if we know anything about KD, he loves to ball. He, he is a self-described hooper. All right, let's switch our focus to the Super Bowl. There, there's a there's a big football game this weekend right here in Phoenix, Arizona. The Super Bowl. So Tim, both quarterbacks will score a rushing touchdown on Sunday. Total dud. Um, I would actually – I mean, Jalen Hurts always has the ability, so I'm not going to say I'd be shocked if he – I'd be shocked if Patrick Mahomes rushes for a touchdown. Um, if they're on the one-yard line, I, I, I like, you know, putting extra extra girth on the field and running the ball with the running back. Uh, but I also – I like going five wide there. Like, rather than putting Patrick Mahomes in that ankle at, at risk, I, I would rather see them put Patrick Mahomes in the, in the you know, shotgun and have him make a quick decision. 
uh, just just protect him, right? The, the only way you have a chance is if Patrick Mahomes is the best player on the field. And if he's not on the field due to injury and he's coming in with a, with a nagging injury, uh, that's the problem. So I'd be very shocked if Mahomes runs for a touchdown. A non-specialty player will get a touchdown. So an offensive lineman, somebody that is Does not kick a... Does kick return count? No, because that, that, no. that's okay, specialty. Then, then no, t- t- total bud. Uh, I do think the the Chiefs special teams, and we actually learned this with uh, Michael Lombardi yesterday, uh, they have the worst special teams in the league. And, and Lombardi was saying it was a choice, right? They had to choose whether to pay their, their main characters or have the depth to be a, a good team in all three phases. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles can pull off something in special teams, especially if Nick Sirianni's confidence leads him to something in a, in a trick play, you know, a throwback, something along the, that, those lines. By the way, side note, and then that, that, that'll do it for top dog or total dud. We're, we're, we're up against it here. Every time I say the head coach of the Eagles' name, my phone <laughs> thinks I'm talking to Siri. Every, I just said if, if Nick Sirianni had a chance, and sure enough, my phone was like, oh, what did you say about me? Uh, woke up and started listening. Even in Radio Row, all this sound. There's players everywhere. There's interviews going on all over the place. My phone still hears me say Nick Sirianni. Uh, with that being said, with interviews happening all over the place, with us being on Radio Row here in in, uh, in Phoenix, with us being in the Pitbull Tobacco and More broadcast booth, uh, joining us on the phone next, Gene Steratore, former NFL ref, rules analyst for CBS Sports. He actually refed in a Super Bowl, and, uh, and you can hear him on the broadcast, Westwood One Radio broadcast of the Super Bowl this Sunday right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Gene Steratore jumps on the show coming up next. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Connecting you with the biggest stars at the biggest game of the year. Presented by Dream Lawns, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show live from Radio Row in Phoenix. And joining us now on the call-in line through our connectivity, which our internet connectivity is brought to you by Larry King Law, is Gene Steratore. He is a former NFL ref, former Super Bowl ref, rules analyst for CBS Sports, and most importantly, you can hear him as part of the Westwood One radio broadcast of the Super Bowl right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Gene, thanks for for calling in, and I'm going to start with, uh, a situation. How terrified are you that the Super Bowl is going to come down to a questionable roughing the passer late in the game and the entire world's going to light on fire and look to you to explain it all? I don't know if terrified is the right word, but it's close. It's close <laughs> to me. You know, what, what you hope for, right, is you hope that the game is played and, and then uh, by next Wednesday no one knows who the officials were. I mean, that's just the goal from the guys and gals and stripes and uh, and that's the goal every week, and, and most definitely the goal for this Sunday. So uh, uh, although I am hopeful that I am not part of that, uh, if it occurs, maybe I will get terrified a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a former Super Bowl ref, obviously Super Bowl 52, do you, do you prep differently for this game? You have, you have two weeks. There's one game to prep for. Are, are you you watching film of the teams? Take us through the, the, the long layoff leading into the Super Bowl. Yeah, you, it is different, right? I mean, it's a Super Bowl, so uh, you, you can't deny that. You have to embrace the fact that it's part of history. It's going to live forever, uh, well beyond your time on the earth, too, so you do understand the magnitude of the game. 
you also have the downtime. It's no really no different than how the teams have to navigate what they have to navigate once they become you know uh, Super Bowl contenders after the championship. So you get through of all all the noise, the tickets, the family. How do we get people there? Uh, the shock of what it's going to cost to take everybody there. <laughs> <laughs> That's real, right? Uh, but then once the crew has has had their first collective conference call, which happens pretty quickly after you get your own personal phone calls. Um, you know, you you start to speak to it as individuals that are dealing with the same thing in each other's homes, and you know that you've got two or three days. Get all of that done. No reason for us to start into that right now. Uh, and then slowly, to be honest with you, you do get into the week-by-week process that you do do every week in the NFL, and that is uh, studying a lot of film, which every official does every week uh, prior to each contest, in preparation for the next game that's going to take place. So uh, although the environment, the atmosphere, the noise that is buzzing around Phoenix, and I'm so excited to get there tomorrow to feel it, uh, is different than any other climate that you will ever work in, regardless of uh, what sport you work. There is nothing like this week. You understand it. Uh, You don't hide from it. Uh, but when you, you delegate your times as a referee from the officiating world for what we're doing on Wednesday, what we're doing on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you keep those segments and those hours of time together, and you keep them as normal as you possibly can. And it is an awful lot of preparation. Teams have trends. They have tendencies. They do certain things. Philly's going to run RPO. Mahomes is mm-hmm. going to scramble with, with the high ankle sprain or not. Kelsey's going to be a factor. These all apply to different officials on the field. So you look at how teams play. You look at your individual matchups that each official has because each official only works three or four players at most on every play. Uh, and you have those discussions. And any time you can put film with that discussion and look at that matchup and get familiar with those, those things, that's the level of comfort uh, that then, you know, kind of – exudes confidence because you've prepped for it. Now it's happening on Sunday. You've seen this the last three days, and we discussed it, and it's happening in real time. That elevates your level of confidence, calmness, uh, and that collective feeling that you get as the third team on the field. That's what they're doing. Uh, And uh, it is different uh, because of the environment. But then yet again, it is the same kind of once that football gets kicked off and uh, and we start playing football again. So that's kind of where you try to get yourself psychologically for sure. Gene Steratore, former NFL ref, rules analyst for CBS Sports, and you can hear him on the Westwood One broadcast of the Super Bowl on Sunday right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, joining us here on the phone lines. Uh, Gene, Roger Goodell said that you know that it's not perfect, but the officiating right now is, is better than it's ever been. Is that is that true? Do you agree with that? You know, uh, when the commissioner's making statements like that, look, I went through the evaluation process as an official. It's extremely mm-hmm. detailed. Week in and week out, you know, uh, kind of unknown to the general public, and it's one of the best-kept secrets in, in, in football for sure, and that's the level of scrutiny and evaluation officials go through every week. You know, they're graded on every play that they officiate from at least three camera angles, sometimes as many as four or five. Uh, the level of, uh, of evaluation and accountability is, is, is so high that it, 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 I'd almost undervalue it just by trying to put it in words. So it, <laughs> this occurs every week. 
So the level of data that the commissioner is privy to and the officiating department is privy to, I'm not privy to. With that said, uh, we have all experienced, you know, kind of uh, what we would want to unfortunately say, or look, this is an obvious miss in this game. You can see that this occurred, and they missed this. Anytime that situation occurs in a game, you've got to be real about it and understand that the other half dozen plays in that game, which are really close plays, they're kind of 50-50 feeling plays when we see them. Officials will never get credit, whichever way they rule on that play, because they missed this obvious play earlier in the game. And officials are aware of that in real time. Uh, there's no makeup call. It's just <laughs> understanding that this is the kind of day it's going to be, right? But get, we, have to, we have to wash that, and we've got to continue to persevere. The same applies in a little grander sense that if, unfortunately, two or three games during our weekend, we had one of those plays happen in three games, well, the whole weekend was a mess then. The officials have messed up the entire weekend because of these three decisions that, uh, that occur. That's the challenge officials go through every week, the department goes through every week in the league, and all of us go through every week as fans, right? Uh, but when you pull back and you look, he, he, he threw statistics out yesterday, which I definitely could embrace. He said roughly 47,000 plays and probably a dozen decisions collectively on each one of those plays not calls, but no calls, which are way more than the calls. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of evaluation. You know, so when he speaks to uh, why he made that statement, again, he's, he's privy to data that allows him to be comfortable in that statement. But then you have to look at the optics and, and say, well, this is why we feel it's different. Uh, and, and on both sides of the fence, I'm sure there's value to some of that, right? When I hear you say, right, three and four angles, sometimes you're evaluating everything. What's stopping, and, and this is actually brought up a lot by, by our listeners, what's stopping kind of a, an eye in the sky or a sky judge who, who can look at all of those angles in real time and kind of uh, you know, review every play and, and radio down if something needs to be changed? We all complain when the game goes longer than three hours and ten <laughs> minutes, and I can tell you that when I get evaluated, when I was evaluated on Tuesday morning uh, mm-hmm. from, from my superiors in the NFL – if they looked at every single play from five different angles before the sky judge decided that was a clean play, I can't imagine a six-and-a-half-hour NFL game. Now, some of us would love it, right? We oh, would yeah. want 24 hours of football. If Let's we start them at 8 a.m. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think that's, that's where we're all being challenged with, 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 with the enhancement of technology, with the ability for us to do see things. Uh, you know, at much high, high def, the, the camera frames are 200 plus a second, mm. right? We're seeing things that the human eye can't digest. Uh, and in our forever, uh, you know, striving to make sure that we understand our quarterback's going to throw an interception or our defensive back's going to miss his coverage, okay, he, but I still love him. He's my quarterback. He's not perfect. Uh, officials don't get that love. They have to be perfect, right? And it's, 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 it's an unfair standard. But the standard needs to be extremely high. So, yes, have they implemented technology to try to fix some of these without a doubt? Will it help the game? It will, so long as we keep it within a boundary. But then you also always have to be sensitive to what happens now, where do we now stop that process and say, okay, yeah, we could see illegal hands in the face. The guy's helmet was pushed back for three seconds. They missed this play. Fix it. Okay, well, what happens six plays later? 
when maybe on the third angle we saw something from someone on the other side of the line that we didn't stop. Why didn't we stop this one? So that's the challenge they're going to be deal, dealing with as, as replay and technology, Sky Judge or whatever we, you know, whichever way they decide to go, if they do, starts to get implemented. And those are the discussions that those members of the competition committee will be faced with for a long time as we continue to evolve. Gene, thank you very much for, for taking the time to jump on the show. We'll be listening on Sunday. Thank you. It's great to be with you, Tim. Have a great day. Once again, Gene Steratore, former NFL referee, rules analyst for CBS Sports and part of the broadcast that you can hear right here on Sunday for the Super Bowl on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We'll take a break. When we come back, more live from Phoenix. We are here at Radio Row. Tim Donnelly Show coming up.